Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're wrapping up the first 20 verses of Mark chapter 5 with part 3 of a message about Jesus' encounter with a legion of demons who were possessing a man in the country of the Gerasenes. We've already answered many questions about demons in Jesus' time and how they operate today. Even though we don't encounter demon-possessed people often in our time and culture, you've probably at least heard claims of someone casting demons out of someone in some faraway place. And I know you're aware that exorcisms, or at least attempted exorcisms, are a fascination of many people and that the movie entertainment business takes advantage of it every year ad nauseum. This week, Pastor Jim will answer the question, who casts out demons today? There's a lot of confusion about this question, but you should find that the answer is pretty straightforward. Here is today's portion of the message entitled, Jesus' Power Over Demons, Part 3. To only those and only in that era of the apostles. I showed you when we first started this a couple of passages. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12 mentions the signs of a true apostle, signs and wonders and miracles. And I mentioned Hebrews chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 where it says the gospel was confirmed to us by those who heard by signs and wonders and by various miracles. That was an apostolic thing never passed on to anybody else. So, the answer to the question, the way a person is delivered from a demon in this era is by, drumroll, Jesus. Come to Jesus, repentance, and faith. I hope that you never deal with a demon-possessed person. I hope you never meet one. Now, you may have met many, because rarely is the demoniac in, in this culture, in, at least in this part of the world, rarely is the demoniac a raving maniac. There, there may be some who do some of the more heinous things. There are the Charles Mansons and the Jeffrey Dahmers, and there are people who think that may very well be under the control of demons. That is a that is a possibility, but more often they're quiet, they're out of sight, they're disguised as angels of light, they hang out in churches, they write books because they're spreading subtly false doctrines like Satan's very first attack on Eve. Has God really said? And then he quotes Scripture almost right. That's usually how demons act. But that's not something that a Christian has to deal with. 1 John 4, 4, you are from God, little children. You've overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, here's another one. Well, let me back up for a second. If you ever do encounter a demon-possessed person, 
And as I say, I, I really hope you don't. What do you need to do? Scream at the demons? Say a certain prayer? Break out the holy water? No. You need to point that person to Jesus. We do not have the authority to command demons. Now, something else popular in some circles of Christianity is to bind Satan for all of the countless times that people have declared that. You know, like they say, we're, you know, we're going to be having this service here. And so, Satan, we bind you from this place. So we're going to bind him, like the Bible says Jesus will. You know, obviously that doesn't work. For the thousands of times that he's been bound, he ought to have so many cords around him he couldn't even breathe. It doesn't work. He's still the roaring lion prowling about, seeking whom he may devour. So stand firm. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. Stand on the truth. Only Jesus can bind Satan. He created him. Angels are created directly by God, so demons are created directly by God. Jesus will bind Satan, and He'll do it after He returns at His second coming. He will bind him for a thousand years. Read all about it in Revelation 20, 1 through 6. But the idea of Christians rebuking Satan or rebuking demons by speaking directly to them is wrong. It's flat out wrong. You should never do it. How do I know that? Because of what I read in the Bible. Just in case you don't have enough theological questions, go study the book of Jude. Um, You'll get uh, a lot of questions answered, and you will get a whole bunch more. Here's one that I'll, I'll pluck something out of Jude. Verses 9 and 10. But, oh, wait, wait, oh, hold on. That's a conjunction, isn't it? Ah, this is connected to the previous passage or the previous couple of verses. Go read them. You'll find out why he's talking about angels and demons and, and all of that. I won't go there, but pick out this much of it. But Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses. Now, where do you read about that in your Bible? Jude, verse 9. It's not mentioned in the Old Testament. Who, we don't know what this battle was over the body of Moses. We wouldn't even know that it happened if it weren't for this passing comment in Jude, verse 9. But remember, he's Michael the archangel. He's the sort of the commander-in-chief of God's holy angel fighting forces. That's how you see Michael portrayed. Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil, so he, now he's head-on with the devil about and argued about the body of Moses, Michael did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these men, oh, who are these men? Go read Jude. These men are false teachers who have sneaked into the church without being noticed. These men 
revile the things which they do not understand and the things which they know by instinct like unreasoning animals. By these things they are destroyed. It is wrong. Wrong, wrong, always wrong in every circumstance for you to take on a demon. Call on Christ. Stand on truth. Invite, beg the person who needs to be set free to come to Christ. We don't have that authority, but we do have that Savior. And the false teachers do exactly what Michael the archangel won't do because he knows better. Oh, and I've seen more people than I wish that have gotten into the, I don't mean to be demeaning, but the Christian ghost-busting And they almost always wind up in theological shipwreck. Some of them getting into some of the worst things you could imagine. But you know what? Satan doesn't mind at all people doing that because he doesn't mind creating the illusion that people have powers they don't have. Anything to keep you from standing on the truth. All right, I told you last time, please, don't leave this in the mental file folder in your head of, wow, that's an interesting story from far away. It's practical. What do we have that delivers us from the power of Satan? Even if it's not overt demonic activity, even if it just is a, a, a really bad idea? What if it is the, the world, the flesh, or the devil uh, him, you know, putting all those things together that's, that's just bombarding you and, and, and trying to get your eyes off of Christ and get you to turn to the right or, 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 or turn to the left? Always, it's stand firm in the faith. Now, if you're confused by some of that teaching or if you know someone who is, I have a very good recommendation for you. It's, and I do not have a commission on any of this, but there's a very good book called Power Encounters, Reclaiming Spiritual Warfare. It's by David Paulison. Paulison is one of the good guys in the realm of... uh, Uh, biblical counseling and uh, biblical uh, theology, and that is a very, very good book that will help you uh, sort out a lot of these things. My friends, there is true spiritual warfare. You know what it is? It's for you to proclaim Jesus as Lord and walk through this world. You are at war. You have an enemy who has declared war on your soul. And you have a Savior that will keep you secure in the battle. So, reclaim spiritual warfare. It is walking in truth. It's preaching Christ. It's living to glorify Him. And I read the end. Our side wins. Because Jesus is the all-powerful Savior. Heavenly Father, thank You for Your amazing grace to us. Thank you for your word and its depth and clarity. Thank you for this Savior and for all the demonstrations that he has power over demons, power over Satan, power over even the weather. 
power over everything that would oppose the kingdom of God. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.